Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And welcome to another episode of the Wrestle Talk Podcast. I am Chopper Peak and today I'm not joined by my intangible co-host. No, no. I'm joined by the one and only Sat E Niangi. Hey bud, how you doing? Oh, uh, I'm good. Sat E. E stands for excited. I'm excited to be filling in. You know, the last time I was here, we we're making fun of uh, Ronda Rousey's promo. And mm-hmm. then today we might be making fun of I don't know other things, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Thank <laughs> yeah. you for uh, bringing me back. You know, I like I like doing the show from time to time and chopping up with Chopper Pete and uh, mm. talking about SmackDown and um, Rampage. You know, something other than NXT, which I do love in mm. its own strange, weird way. NXT, <laughs> but do yeah, you? I do. It's better than SmackDown. I'm sorry, I barely have any notes for for SmackDown. They barely have matches. You no, know that's fair. That's fair. Yep, that's that's totally valid. The viewers I, may I have think... dipped. The viewers may have dipped since you guys have left. Yeah, but <laughs> me and SB3 still have a great time reviewing it. Mm. But yeah, at least we have much to say. This year I tried, but it's more storyline than match. It's more, almost Vince Russo esque. Yeah, and I genuinely think it's it's now becoming a trend that whenever I do this show with you, it's a bad episode of SmackDown. So if you could just like never do this show again, that would be amazing. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Put out my contract and I may not sign it. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. I, I like things. You know, I, I like the Kevin Owens. The KO show for me was the highlight. So. Yeah. KO show was good, which we'll, we'll talk about in a little bit. But the rest <laughs> of it was all good. Oh I mean, God, to be honest with you, I haven't watched SmackDown say. in weeks. So I just assumed that's mm. how SmackDown is when Roman's not around. Yeah, it generally is. Yeah, whenever Roman's not there, it's not a, it's not a good time. Um, but we'll, we'll talk about more when we actually get into the uh, to the SmackDown review. How has life been for Sat Nyangi lately? Oh, Sat Nyangi got a new roommate, and the new roommate mm-hmm. is under the age of eighteen. Can't pay for its own bills. <laughs> can't feed itself. I don't know why you agree for this person to move in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's uh, that's a uh, a hell of a roommate right there. How's how how is life like that now? So this roommate doesn't sleep a lot. So I I'm up every hour. So if I if I can get three hours sleep, and for people mm-hmm. to understand, I have a daughter now. My daughter was born last Thursday, and today's yeah. like a week and uh, a, a couple of days now. She's been around yeah. on this earth. She just eats and, and sleeps and poos and pisses. 
But besides that, mm-hmm. she's lovely. She's a gem. She's a gem of a child. And I'm happy to be a father. My partner's done a great job as a mother. And I'm just there to support them where I'm needed, which is usually mm-hmm. nappy duty. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Uh, so how, how is nappy duty? Because I've only been on nappy duty, I think, maybe twice in my life. Because I don't have a child, but I am an uncle. Yet. So I've done, I've done the... Yeah, mm-hmm maybe ever but we'll see um yeah uh i've been on nappy duty twice uh because i've done like the ceremonial you're an uncle you should change their nappy at least once right so i've done i've done that to my nephew and one of my nieces but the other one was born in 2020 couldn't see him and now they're too old so i ain't gonna change it now and then there's another one that lives in canada who's now also too old so now I can't do that either. So I, I, I've ruined the streak <laughs> of actually changing my, my nieces and nephews' uh, nappies. Now I can't do it anymore. So, so I've avoided that. You did it. I, for over a decade, I didn't know what a child's genitals looked like because I avoided mm-hmm. it. But yeah. I couldn't in the hospital because my partner had a C-section, so she couldn't change. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, where's the midwife? Where's the nurse when you need it? Nope, me? Oh, crap. So yeah, yeah. I did it. I was nervous in the beginning, but now I'm a freaking pro mm-hmm. and I don't care. And I was walking there, I'm like, what that <laughs> don't know what to say, but a wap that a double s wap that r you can say that, it's fine. I don't know, guys. Like I used to look like like I used to, I saw a lot in real life, but since I start working with you guys and YouTube mm-hmm. and all like and swear words, I do my best not to swear. But yeah, I'm I'm a pro. To answer your question, I'm a pro at it and I don't mind doing it. It's it's the least I can do while my partner heals up. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's lovely. That's very nice. Um, we should probably get into the main portion of this show where we're going to be talking about Rampage first this time. Uh, oh. because, yeah, we're leading Rampage because uh there's I think there's a pretty interesting uh talking point on this one, which is should Chris Statlander have beaten Ruby Soho? Because the crowd sure seemed to think so. Who cares what the crowd will... thinks? <laughs> <laughs> That's my All answer. Right, All right, Vince. Jesus, no, down, <laughs> no. But Pete is true though. There's, there's times when fans just uh, fanning themselves. If that if that makes sense, because mm-hmm. uh, we're gonna get into the main show. I'm like, if it was yeah. any other person besides Ruby Soho, maybe. But this is the same mm-hmm. person a month ago. People said, "Where's Ruby? Where's Ruby? Where's mm-hmm. Ruby?" Ruby's here. Take her. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's talk about it. This is going to be good because we're going to disagree. All right, let's talk about it. So this was on the Rampage main event. Uh, we had Chris Statlander versus Ruby Soho, which was the uh, f- final semi-final match to determine the finals for Double or Nothing tomorrow. Excuse me. Um, and we had Chris Statlander, who was obviously the replacement for Hikaru Shida in the tournament, uh, who ended up beating Red Velvet to get to, to this spot here. And you had Ruby Soho, uh, who and the winner of this match was going to be facing uh, Britt Baker in the final. And coming into the main event, you had uh, Ruby and Chris do the split screen promo that they always do on Rampage. And they had 
Ruby cut a promo and people were like, sure, okay. And then Chris Statlander cut a promo and you could hear the crowd because this was the live rampage as well. So the live rampages just hit different as a whole. Crowds are always more electric for stuff like of this. Course, yeah. And as soon as Statlander cut her promo about like being the backup of the tournament and she's sick of being behind uh, everybody's backs and it doesn't matter if there's friends, enemies, anyone in a way, she's going to go over. The crowd just came alive. They were like, yes, Chris, yes, you're right. Let's do this. Let's go, Chris Statlander. Um, which then, when it got into the match, people were significantly more into Chris Statlander than they were Ruby Soho. Ruby ended up winning with a roll-up in the end after some really fun action going back and forth, some like big big spots back and forth and near falls and all that. Soho managed to win, but the crowd were not happy with it. They started to boo a little bit. Ruby then cut a promo afterwards because Britt Baker came out on the stage and she was a little bit thrown. You could see by it because the crowd were booing her and she was like, look, guys, I understand. Like, I get it. You know, I... I you guys really like Chris Statland. I'm sorry. Like, I, I she's my friend. I, 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 you know, I don't know. Uh, and you can tell she was she was a little bit off with the promo. And then she was saying that you know, since Grand Slam, Britt Baker's been saying that you've got a receipt coming your way. And you know, now I'm going to catch that receipt. It was just everything felt a little bit off because it just felt out of sync with what the crowd really wanted at the show. And they were like, ah, you can tell they're a little bit disappointed at the end of this. What's your thoughts on this? Uh, who do you think should have won? Uh, Ruby Soho. I mean, the fact that Chris Statlander said that she was replacing someone, she was never in the plans in the first place. So, the, mm-hmm. as far as I see it, the crowd screwed themselves. They they said, <laughs> it's the, yeah, it's kind of like when you watch a film and you're like, you know where the ending's going. You know who the protagonist mm-hmm. is. It's Ruby Soho. This whole tournament was designed to put Ruby Soho back in the spotlight. Because if it was any other person, if it was like, for example, Paul Red Velvet <laughs> mm-hmm. winning the match over Chris Statlander, I would understand the hoopla. But it's Ruby Soho, who's a fan favorite. It should be a fan favorite since her time as Ruby Riot in the WWE. She's someone people have always said they've never given her opportunity to shine. They've never given her opportunity to show what she can do. And the moment she does show you what she can do, the moment she does get the shine, the fans are booing. But it's only one portion of the crowd booing. It's the Las Vegas crowd. They are not an indicative uh, of what myself and everyone else feels. So for me, it's quite, um, people, I feel like people are over, overblowing it. It's like, yeah, people had their hearts set on Chris Statlander, who until recently, until that promo, yeah, because she did the change, right? Because she was an alien in the beginning, you know, mm-hmm. then she blew out her knee because she had momentum, like in 2020, 2019, she had momentum, then she blew out her knee. And during that time period, they had more wrestlers, uh, female wrestlers come in, and then she came back, she was still an alien. And they were inconsistent in booking her. She would have great showings against Britt Brit Baker, six-person tag matches. Then she would disappear. Then she was with best friends. Then they, she took out the contact lenses, and now she's serious. And mm, I'm emo. It wasn't until this promo that I, I cared. Because until, up until then, wow, Chris has changed her hair color and face paint. And she looks mean. And there was no motivation behind into that promo. And that promo is great. It's kind of like Stone Cold when you're like, I'm fed up of, you know, the hustle and the grind. But... It was uh, not too little, too late, but it's not her time. Even though mm-hmm. um, Tony Khan's got a history of, of um, giving originals the opportunity, you know, like if you came first, you get the opportunity to shine and do big things. That's meant to be Ruby Soho, even though Chris Statland has been there longer. Chris Statland can also go for the um, the other championship, the TBS title. I mean, there's, there's more than one title and they can build off that uh, groundswell support. But yeah, it's Ruby Soho all the way to answer your questions. Ruby, I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, that, that is, I think, totally fair. Um, for 
I think especially because it's Ruby Soho. The thing is, I don't think people were necessarily against Ruby Soho in this match. They just really were for Chris Statlander because of that kind of like you have something that's organic. It's kind of like that moment, you know, when um, uh, Kofi Kingston in the Gauntlet match, for example, where Kofi was never part of any plans of any sort. But you just capture something, you capture a moment and people just gravitate towards it. And they go, now this is the guy we want to win. Screw everything that we thought before. This is what we really want right now. And there's times where you can really take that momentum and build something amazing out of it. And I think if they'd have, you know, somehow predicted this reaction was going to happen or they called an audible and had Statlander win or whatever, I think fans would have been really surprised and amazed by it. But there would have been that Porsche fans being like, that's another time Ruby Soho has been screwed because yeah. every single time she hasn't had her opportunity to get what she wants. Bingo. So I think it is. It's the fact that it's Ruby Soho is the deciding factor in this, because I think if it was someone else, if it was maybe Statlander versus Baker to go to the final and you had Statlander win over Baker, I think everyone would be like, that's amazing. That's an awesome call because Britt Baker's had, you know, amazing title run and she's still like a really big deal and all that stuff. But it's the fact that it's Ruby Soho and Ruby needs something. Ruby needs a big moment. And Correct. I'm assuming the Owen Hart tournament is going to be the thing for her. But it's just that that it's so hard to tell when you're supposed to follow that momentum with when something catches fire, when you're supposed to follow that train of thought and just keep that momentum going, because that can then build into something even bigger than what you had planned for this other person. So it's just it's genuinely it's a really hard thing to tell. But I'm hoping at the very least, Tony Khan will have paid attention to this, seen how over Statlander was and said, we need to do something with her. And he plans something big for her. Like you said, a TBS championship win. Being the person to dethrone Jade Cargill? Bingo. I think that's amazing. Bingo. Yeah. Because also you have to remember Ruby Soho is like a veteran. She's been doing it for like over, over a decade. She's someone that deserves the opportunity that's, that's coming to her. And Chris Statland has always been a cult favorite in every iteration. Whatever it is, alien, best friends, even emo right now. Uh, she's, she's someone that has inconsistent booking. And that's why I'm like... Um, not like it's not her time yet, but I feel like Ruby Soho is someone for months and months on social media because we know Tony Khan, he reads social media. And even when Britt Baker makes that joke to Ruby Soho, go back to catering because they legit have been underutilizing her. So the moment they're using her right, it's confusing. I liken it to when Rey Mysterio came out as number 30 at Royal Rumble when people wanted Brian Danielson to come out. Is they were booing Rey Mysterio, not because they don't like Rey Mysterio, it's because they really wanted Brian Danielson at that time. Mm -hmm. So I feel like this situation is the same thing. It's just that at this show, at this moment, Chris Statlander won the fans over her promo. And the fact that she's been a day one person, AEW fans are, yeah, yeah, we're sick with them ex WWE people coming over, taking their spot. Ruby never really had a spot to take in the first place. She's earning it herself. She's new to cutting promos in front of live crowds. She's new to having matches over two minutes in the ring. She's new showing her <laughs> skill set. So she's someone, Ruby, someone that deserves all the great opportunities coming to her. I just feel like the fans were against the decision, not Ruby herself, like you said. So, yeah. I think here's an idea I just want to throw out to you. And I'm not saying this is the case at all, but I, I've been guilty of this before, where I, as a fan, have really wanted something. And a similar thing has happened on TV, and I go, actually, it's not that good. Do you think there's a portion of fans who are like, yeah, we really want Ruby Soho to succeed, and then she's been given more time, and people are actually like, actually, I kind of like other people more. 
Do you think there's a section of fans that are actually like, oh, actually, I prefer Statlander to Soho. I've been really calling for Soho, but actually. Uh, um, I, I feel like it's more to do with, with uh, uh, Ruby Soho's booking because mm-hmm. besides the backstage stuff and the tag team matches, we don't really know her motivations. She gets treated kind of like Asuka gets treated in a WWE. You don't really get to know what's her POV, her motivation, why is she doing what she does. With Ruby Soho, she was plucked in as Tony Storm's uh, backup because Tony Storm needed someone to go against Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. So she was already piggybacking off a pre-existing storyline. She hasn't really existed on her own, her own feuds. And, and I feel like she has suffered because of it. You don't see her often. People be making jokes. Go watch Dark. That's where Ruby is. So it's not Ruby's fault. She, you know, she does the best with what's given to her. And you're right. Because of the way they're probably presenting her, there's probably more people that seem more exciting than her right now. But look mm-hmm. at Jade, Jade Cargill. She gets weekly promos, which keeps her present. You don't often see her wrestle, but when you do, it's like a highlight. But she's always doing promos backstage, whatever. Ruby hardly gets the opportunity. So you don't really know her character motivation outside of being in the ring, and which is not her fault. Yeah. I, I, and that's the thing. I don't think Ruby is at fault in any of this yeah. at all. It is just yeah. like the, 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 the circumstances of... Statlander and the location and that crowd in that moment kind of thing, they just gravitated more towards her. Um, so a- as a final question then, do you think Soho is actually winning the tournament overall? Or do you think they're going to swerve it and give it to Baker again? Uh, if they give it to Baker, I will smash someone's TV. Uh, Ruby should win. because uh... <laughs> Someone's, not yours, just <laughs> no, someone else's. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a smart way to do it. You smash someone else's TV. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, Britt Baker's already established. It would be like the Roman Re- Roman Reigns effect of if you give too many things to one person, then everyone else starves. <laughs> yeah. Ruby needs to sh- uh, uh, Britt Baker needs to share the wealth. Uh, she's already established. She's the top heel. Uh, Ruby winning from Britt Baker would give her the rub. And like she said, there's a receipt coming. So this is something that's been building since Grand Slam. So they've got a storyline thread, mm-hmm. which they need to see through in the end. Because Tony Khan liking himself like a cinematic director. So this is act three finale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the end. So yeah, I hope Ruby wins, and I'll think she wins. I hope and I think. Yeah, I I totally agree. Yeah, I I think she she needs to win. I think more than anything, uh, for her, for the rest of the women's division, for this story that they've been telling, it's just Soho's the right answer. I think at this point. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. 
real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Anyway, uh, you guys should send in some ultra chats. I've got to mention that at the start of the show. Send in your ultra chats. Russeltalk.com forward slash support. Send in a message. If you have any thoughts and feelings about anything on Rampage or SmackDown, uh, let us know. And uh, we're going to read out all the ones that are five US bucks and up by the time the show goes off the air. Uh, we've got a few here from Hannah Allen that says, So I love AEW, no secret. I understand it's the go-home show, but they really killed that heat from the Soho Statlander promos. Statlander killed it. Absolute fire. It was everything. Just put that at the end of the pay-per-view preview. Stop burying women. Hashtag grr. Yes. I I don't know if that's fair. I don't think women were buried in this. They may have invented the go-home show before Double or Nothing. I think it was fine. The word buried get used loosely around here, you mm. know. The fact that Chopper Pete is reading the ultra chat doesn't mean I got buried. It means that it's his house. It's <laughs> <laughs> his house. He gets to do stuff yeah. that he does usually. No, I was using that as an example. No, I don't think the women were buried. The fact that they main evented is also getting overlooked by that question, which everyone's entitled to, of course. But no, mm-hmm. I don't think no one's buried. In, in, in fact, there's heat. The talking point of Rampage was the women so that's yay hey yeah yeah i i think uh, i'm rereading it and i think it was they did the promo yeah uh which everyone was really gravitated towards them and, and you know people were like yeah let's let's go chris Stanlander, etc and then they had the pay-per-view rundown before they went into the match so okay. i think maybe they were saying that they should have continued the momentum from the promo and just gone straight into the match rather than oh. having that break in between which i i get i don't think it's as big an issue as it looks potentially um, but I, I can understand that. Listen, they um, had to add in the Kyle O'Reilly match against Darby Allen, or I wouldn't have known. God. There's so many matches on this card, Sam. There is, and you'll have to review it. That's what you're saying. I have to stay up and look after babies, which is equally the same, staying up late. <laughs> I need I need to watch it, and I, it's going to be a really long show. It's gonna be a fun really show, tired. though. I know. I think you, the adrenaline of watching a great show is gonna counterbalance how you're gonna feel on Monday. I hope so. The thing is, if I was watching it with people, then I agree with you. But I am watching it by myself, which is not as fun. So there's that. What? We'll see how you, it goes. You and your thoughts. You, what? Me, me and my thoughts. We're best buds. Uh, sometimes we don't get along, though. Uh, this weekend's going to be one of those times. Uh, Hannah Allen again says, well, porcupines. Great. I've never heard anyone say that before. Um, post-match to the main event said it all. Do the work on the women's division. Even if I find myself skipping on some matches because there's zero emotional investment. Please, please, please fix this AEW. The talent's there. Hashtag jam that jam. 
hashtag LIW is fine. That is correct. Um, I do agree. It's it's a, a larger issue with the AEW women's division, but I don't think this was uh, an example of the women's division being bad because I think they got a good good spot on the show. They put on a really good match. This this was all fine, and it built to you know the women's final in the tournament, which great. There's no negative. It's kind of like when Sammy Guevara had negative reaction. There wasn't this big, oh my gosh, the men's division or the TNT divisions in peril because their baby things are not getting cheered. No, it's part of the course with wrestling. Now the women are getting that share of mixed reaction or reaction you don't expect the audience to have with you. And I think it's very, very exciting. So yeah, for me, it's all plus. It's all good. It's all good, man. Yeah. Uh, Tails P said, I was so confused when Chris said uh, her friends left her because I forgot about Layla Hirsch and Red Velvet. Without that promo, she was basically Mojo Rawley when he painted his face blue in the mirror for a couple of weeks. Bingo. Uh, mm. I, I, I think she was, she's very good. And I think that she's improved in the ring, especially massively since when she started in AEW. She's really good now, I think. Um, and yeah, and it was that, it's that, intensity in the fire from the promo is what you wanted out of Statlander with like this character change it's been like you said it's been a bit like mismatch between what's actually the new character other than a slightly different look this actually was like okay I understand you now you have a reason to be I like this um and that has made people invested which is great. It, it goes back to say it was the lack of promos of where we're here if if uh, Chris Statlander got to do that promo weeks ago when the change happened mm -hmm. then you would have built the momentum to put in either that tournament or even tbs it is mm -hmm. is a discrepancy with how much time women get or how they can improve yep. it i don't know because i don't run a company it's easy for me to spout my opinions but <laughs> like there's yeah. there should be ways in like people like chris statlander should get at least a promo time or find out what's her character motivation like we did uh yesterday absolutely yeah Rampage kicked off with Matt Seidel versus Brian Danielson. And, okay, this is just a general thing for this episode of Rampage, but I did not think this was a very good go-home show, with the ex with the uh, exception of the main event, uh, that actually building, like, the, uh, the women's final for the tournament. Yeah. That's good. The rest of the show, I was like, these are just matches. These are just things. They're not really building anything on the pay-per-view. The Bucks... Um, uh, the Bucks match that they had, it was like, okay, that's that's building a thing. It's like an angle, but it didn't really feel like a go-home angle. And other stuff, like this opener of Matt Seidel versus Brian Danielson, it was like, okay, this is really fun. It's a very good match, and I'm really enjoying it. But, like, what what's it building for the pay-per-view? It's just giving me a showcase of Brian Danielson, which, by the way, I love Brian Danielson matches, and I love Brian Danielson, but this just did not feel like a go-home angle at all. I don't know. This just did. This was so, a fantastic match. I love this, but it just so, didn't build the pay per view at all for me. What I took away from the match was Brian Danielson's leg. That's that was mm -hmm. highlighted in commentary. Is his leg one hundred percent? His leg okay? Yeah. So for me, I was thinking: Is Brian Danielson's leg going to play a part of the Anarchy in the Arena match? If not, then yes, you're right. This match was a waste <laughs> of time because I feel like it's <laughs> Yeah, because that's the only that's the only reason why that's what I took off because I put down my notes how you know Brandon Danielson did a great rollover um, surfboard that was good. Mm. It's a miracle no one blew the cool. knee, no, you know. But 
yeah, all, all the talk about commentary, because uh, um, you had, uh, t- um, I would say Tempest, but Excalibur. <laughs> you had Excalibur. Close enough. Close enough. Both, both masks, guys. Yeah, you had Excalibur saying to uh, William Regal, he's like, how's his leg? And Regal wouldn't really answer. And then mm-hmm. Taz brought it up, and then, then Excalibur brought it up again. Oh, Danielson's knee, Danielson's ankle, Danielson's leg. So it kept some changes. Mm-hmm. That's what we Danielson's leg, because they can't make their mind up if it's the knee or the ankle mm-hmm. that's the problem. So for me, it's yeah. like Danielson's leg is the storyline reason why this match happened, because we're meant to think that he might be the weak link for that mm-hmm. match. Yeah. Potentially. Which I I don't know if they needed this match to tell that story, because they already had the thing when his leg got trapped. So just use that. Yeah, know? but the story that the story was that that was like real until it, it turned out it wasn't or whatever. It's, it's... not all. Yeah, yeah. It... Danielson's a genius for that work, by the way, because he legitimately he legitimately got his leg stuck, and then instantly was like, "Referee, come over. My leg is fine. Let's use this for an angle." And then he was like, he told the referee, "Like, get get Hager to start stomping on my leg." And then you see the referee talk to Hager, who points at his leg, and then Hager starts stomping on his leg. It's like that's well done. Good improvisation. Um, anyway, yes, I totally agree with you. If this is going to play into something, it's good to kind of refresh it in people's memories that like, oh, Danielson might have something up with his leg. Um, but otherwise, I feel like you could have done this followed by either like a post-match angle or this could have been Danielson versus someone from Jericho Appreciation Society to actually yeah. like build that a little bit more. Like, I, I don't know. I just feel like this was a little bit, this was a very, very fun match and I really enjoyed it. But it just didn't hit quite what I wanted for a go home show for double or nothing is all but at the same time you don't want the same people that you see on dynamite on rampage as well give them Matt Seidel reps in the ring i mean we don't really see him on dynamite because rampage is known as being a wrestling show where minimal story and development happens so for me mm-hmm. i didn't mind it per se but because it's a go home show i understand you wanted like an exclamation mark but for most people yeah. the exclamation mark was dynamite because the exclamation mark for rampage was the women's tournament because that didn't really get that much shine because mm-hmm. if you watch dynamite because it's two hours there's so many things going on so you'll remember different key points so rampage was more or less uh tying up loose ends including the promo we'll see later on yes um th- speaking of uh tying up loose ends i guess uh we got the young bucks versus taylor rust and john cruz Taylor Rust, who uh, originally debuted in Diamond Mine in NXT before he got released, it was cool to see him get some uh, get some uh, exposure here. Uh, the Bucks entered, and they were cosplaying as the Hardys, and they were really good at it, distractingly good at it. Um, yeah, it's it really really funny. And then they came out onto the ramp. We're doing the whole Hardy's entrance. You know the one. Doing the Hardy's music, all that stuff. And then, suddenly, they drop a little sheet. It's only freaking Gangrel that's just on the stage. I was like, okay, why is he here? Um, It was pretty fun. He got to do his thing. You know, he drank the blood and spat it and did the Gangrel thing. It was delightful. Uh, Brandon Cutler then came out, cosplaying as Lita. Very good. Big fan of that one. Very funny. Um, and then the Bucks in this match were just being the Hardys the whole time, and they were doing some like comedy spots throughout this. Of like, you know, they went up to the top rope and going, ah, doing like the extreme thing, then they go down to the second rope because the top rope's a bit too high, and then they just do like a little elbow and stuff like that rather than actually doing any big moves. But then in the end, they won with a twist of fate and a swanton. This is really funny. This was good. This, this again was something that built the match. Don't know whether it counted as a felt like a go-home angle to me, but this is like a, a, a mid 
card match on the actual double or nothing card. So like this is fine, I suppose. It's just the young bucks calling the Hardys old, which is fair. They're like LOD nine ninety seven, but yeah, uh, with the young bucks, you could tell when they were kids they were probably cosplaying as Hardy Boys. It came, it 100%. came. You know the ones when you're like, I've been practicing this my whole freaking life. Now I get to show it in live TV. Yeah, they're, they're big time Hardy Boys fans. It shone through in this match. Uh, Gangro appearing. It was like a throwback to the New Brood days when the Hardy Boys were part of the New Brood with Gangrel. And mm-hmm. then you had Brandon Cutler, you know, with skimpy outfit, trying to be reminiscent of Attitude Era Lita. Uh, so yeah, it was a thing. Taylor Rust got to be in the ring. Good for him. Hopefully, you know, they do more with him. He's a talented individual. And mm. yeah, it, it was a match. The Hardy Boys came out in the end. They shook hands with Gangrel, although they should have beaten him up because he did participate in this parody, but they saved him because he got his ass whipped. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> the, the, the Bucks beat him up. So, yeah. Nice. It was, it was really good. Um, oh, yeah, that was another thing. On the, the Bucks entrance, they had the Matt facts as well. So they had, like, all the different, like, aspects of the Hardys' careers and stuff. It was, it was really I see SP3 in the chat. This guy's dropping yeah. bombs of knowledge. Shout out to SP3. That's my tag that, team that, partner. That's what reminded me of the entrance thing. Yeah, SP3 is the man, yeah. Every Wednesday is NXT, 7 p.m. UK time. I don't know American time. SP3, put the American times. I don't know. <laughs> what is it? That'll be 2, 2 p.m. Eastern? Yeah, yeah, sure. Let's go with that. 2 p.m. Eastern. That's how it is. Um, uh, we then had... Okay. Darby Allen then cut a promo saying that it was Kyle O'Reilly was the one that put Stig on the shelf. How dare you, Carter Riley? We should have a match at double or nothing. And if you don't accept my challenge, then I'm going to interfere uh, in the Adam Cole match. I'm going to interfere in the Young Bucks match. I'm going to make all of the Undisputed Elite. I'm going to make their lives a living hell unless we have a match at double or nothing. Later on in the show, it gets announced as official. Darby Allen versus Kyle Riley. This match does not need to be on double or nothing. There's too many matches. <laughs> that that was the embodiment embodiment of the ultra chat being a bit too late in the chamber, and you have to let it out mm-hmm. in the next podcast. That's what it felt <laughs> like, right? <laughs> so that's what it was. It's like, oh, we forgot to do some dynamite. Let's shove this video and insert it here on Rampage. Mm-hmm. No one can tell a difference. There's no Kyle yeah. Riley here to re, you know to rebuttal and be like, no, man, or yes, man. I guess they needed a match for Darby Allen. Like, Darby, what are you doing, man? Nothing. Just give you a match. Like, it's fine if he's not on a pay-per-view. It's okay. Like, just you don't need to... like now, I think that's 13 matches that's now on the card, with including the other one that gets made later in this match. Spoilers, another match gets made for double or nothing on this show. It's just it could be in the buy-in. It's you never know. Much, it, it could be a buy-in match at the end. It could there's be no, a buy-in match. There ain't much heat built on it. It's still, you know, it's not marinated no, or cooked th- enough. I think the buy-in is only half an hour, and they already have one match on it, so I don't think they could probably squeeze a second match into it. I don't know. Uh, if they want to do because two. With, with all the promotion they need to do as well, you know. Um, yeah. But anyway. Um, <clears throat> after that, we got uh, Max Caster versus Dante Martin. I have a, a really a serious question. Okay. Why, why the acclaimed and the gun club being together? Why is it so good? I don't understand why it's so it. funny because I feel like there's some part of me that shouldn't like it. And yet they come out every time. I'm like, this is great. This is amazing. I'm Can having so over. much fun. It's, 
it's just so funny and i don't know why it's so funny it's the same kind of thing where like you know riddle has something that he can just make funny even though the words he's saying aren't that funny it's yeah. like the way he does it that makes it funny i feel like it's the same thing with these guys where i'm like i feel like something is wrong about this and not funny but i'm laughing all the same this is just a really weird and awesome pairing that i did not see coming at all they are really good Hat tip to Tony Khan, Booker of the Year, for making that happen. He must have saw chemistry. There may be friends backstage as well. I'm not too sure. But you're you're right. I feel like um, the acclaimed, they didn't need the rub because they get quite semi-frequent uh, appearance on TV. It was mm -hmm. their A-double crooked little boys and Billy Gunn that needed the rub because the undefeated streak's over. They, last year, they're predominantly in dark. Then they had a feud with Sting and, and Darby Allen. And then they face FTR, so they weren't they were, they were inconsistently used on TV. So by aligning with the acclaimed, is giving them an opportunity to flesh the character, you know, the character work and show their sense of humor. Great chemistry. The reason why it works is because the the A double crooked letter boys effort, the ass boys, <laughs> the ass boys. Are, are corny there's two corny brothers mm -hmm. who runs daddy i'm gonna go to my daddy you know that's that's like they play that up and they claim they're super corny so you just put two corny together they're super super extra corny and i like it i, I am a fan of the acclaimed ass boys it's just so fun and i just the entire entrance was like so long and matt's caster did his rap and then like both the ass boys tried to do the the intro to be like los angeles it's like they're in las vegas and he goes that's the wrong last los angeles it's like you said the same one again and then anthony bowens actually does the actual intro and like billy gunn's got him in the wheelchair because he's being so fatherly to him it's just all of these little bits are all just like so perfectly put together and i don't know why it works so well but it just does um we then had the actual match of max caster versus dante martin uh which was fine it was good it, it was a fine enough match um and dante won in the end with a nosedive this was a solid i like what you said pete goes and then the bell rang <laughs> it was okay you know it was fine it was a good match yeah it, crazy it, it, but it was fine it was a standard TV match that didn't exceed its limits and you didn't see Dante do his cool flippy stuff. You just saw Max Caster control most of the match. But yeah, it, it was a match. Hopefully it leads to a feud because like you said, Rampage, the match has got to have some stakes. Mm. With some steak. Sizzle it. Steak. Yep. And also... Why is this on the go home show? Double or nothing. I'm sorry. There's so many matches on this card. Can you listen, build Pete, something? Listen, people be complaining if we get double portions of Adam Cole saying he's overexposed. And where's, you know, jungle? Where's <laughs> give where's us a Jay Cargill thing? Her feud <laughs> yeah. with Anna Jay has been Anna Jay running out and being like, "I have a crutch." And then Jay Cargill goes, "Fine, tag match, tag match, title match." I don't know what I said. Shut up, Sat. <laughs> <laughs> It should be a tag match. Why not? That's it, it, that's it been be. the whole build. Like yeah. summon more to that, surely. Like, My answer is me. it's rampage. Like like it says in the beginning, it's rampage. That's what they do. They yeah. do matches. Yeah, but just change it for the go home show. It's a live rampage. Change it's it for rampage. the go home show. Come on. Um, this was fine. We then got a video package for Cole versus Joe. I'm looking forward to that match. That should be a lot of fun. I don't know who yay. I want to win. That's the yeah, Me yay either. for the match, but I wouldn't want this to be the finale for the Owen Hart tournament because I wanted someone, uh, one of the younger guys or someone that's on the cusp 
to be in the final, especially against mm-hmm. Adam Cole. I like Samoa Joe. He's one of the only new guys that started in AEW who they've booked consistently well because guys like Keith Lee and Swerve, they have 50-50 win-loss records at the moment. But Joe has been dominant. But then again, if Joe started losing, we would be complaining that they're not treating Joe to the best of his ability. So he's like a double-edged sword with with, um, with myself and some portion of people. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the match. I don't know who I want to win. My heart is, my mind is telling me Adam Cole. My heart's telling me Adam Cole. <laughs> no offense, Joe's got a television title. See, Swerve. Joe's got a TV title. Give it to Adam Cole. He lost twice to Hangman Page. They're saying that Adam Cole's not as serious as he used to be. He's not a threat. So this would be a great thing for him to brag about and shove mm-hmm. in the undisputed elite that he's the true leader of the team. So yeah, Adam Cole. I think that's a very good point. Yeah, totally. And the thing is, he could totally cheat to win. Adam Cole always cheats. He can quite easily do a low blow and, and you know get the win and whatever. And Joe will still be protective out of it to a degree. Um, yeah, Satnam Singh can go pow, and that's it. So you need that'd be awful don't do that um uh we then got an in-ring promo of uh men of the year i really don't like anything they're doing with the tnt title scene scorpio sky got a new belt which was all gold solid gold this and is what people have been wishing for fine. by the way pete you don't understand this has been mm. a wish of the fans on twitter since the moment he won the title because you had rusev mm. with bulgarian title mm-hmm which set a precedent for like, hey, OTNT champion in their own specific title. So people were saying, hey, if Scorpio Sky wins, give him a Lakers colored title. And bingo, here we have it. So yeah, this is a great, this is a big moment. Especially when they go to LA and that title comes out. Mm-hmm. The visuals, man. The visuals. That part was great. Cool. Great. I'm, I'm glad he has a new belt. <sighs> and then <clears throat> on the Titan Trump. It's Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti and Frankie Kazarian invading the American Top Team building. They steal some UFC belts and say, you want these back? Give us a mixed tag match at double or nothing. Let's add another match to that bloody card. Why not? Because this has been one of the longer feuds of the company. So yeah, it deserves a blow off. Stop having Frankie hang up with that couple that do, you know, make out a lot. Poor Frankie. He can't go home to his hot wife, Tracy Brooks. Let's hang out with these two kids who's making out stealing titles. So this is an opportunity for them to finally have a match so Frankie can separate himself from this weird, unholy alliance he has going on. Uh, Frankie's the only one that's kind of a baby face at the moment. Everyone else is kind of insufferable. So, yeah. Let's do it. The elite uh, hunter. Uh, <laughs> Give him a match. That's, that's why, Sat, they shouldn't have a match at Double or Nothing because everyone's insufferable and because this story has been bad at every turn and I don't think it needs a blow-off. You can just not do it anymore because it's bad and just have Scorpio Sky be a good champion rather than getting dragged down with I'm all with of this Sammy Guevara, Ty Conti, Frankie Kazarian stuff. Just like, just stop with like all of this. It just needs like it. a hard reset. But he said in his promo, I think they know because the fact that um, Scorpio Sky said in a promo, this is it. If you guys lose, this is mm-hmm. over. Nothing. You know, like that's kind of making me scared because I do want Paige Van Zandt to win her debut match because she's in the mixed tag. So that means mm-hmm. they won't get a rematch. But, <clears throat> sorry, they got an LA show coming. It's been kind of predicted that Scorpio Sky and Frankie Kazarian are going to main event that show. It's been hypothesized. This hasn't been confirmed. So for them to for them to beat Frankie, that means Frankie won't get a title shot, which will kind of be a deflating way to end his storyline. Great mm-hmm. for Sammy. 
you know, Sammy and Tay have been there for too long. They're kind of like a bad stink, bad smell. It's kind of like, put that in a washing machine. You've been wearing that for too long. But Frankie, he needs a great conclusion because that storyline is still kind of running, even though people don't really care as much. I mean, Scorpio beat him. Clean. Well, clean-ish. Clean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, clean. Yeah, yeah, he was clean. But, like, like, he beat him. I feel like that is actually done. Like you can move on. It's okay. He can like if he wants to build himself back up, get an, a, another bunch of wins in a couple months, come back and try and challenge again. That's cool, but like not now because he hasn't really done anything to deserve another title shot. It's just sad. Frankie's yeah. been winning, guys. Just not on the show that counts. <laughs> yeah, right? not on any of the shows that anyone actually watches. Yeah, yeah, the elite hunter's been winning other places, and yeah, exactly. It's a fresh face. I mean, you can't. What I know, Darby Allen may come up again, may appear for the title. Sure, but it's good to give a, a veteran like Frankie an opportunity. But then again, Frankie has suffered like what everyone else has suffered. It's a bloated roster with not enough time for everyone to get their piece in. So that's where people are really kind of disconnected from Frankie Kazarian. That like, yeah, he's a veteran, but what's he done for me lately? He just loses all the time, unfortunately. So yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we had the main event that we already spoke about. Uh, overall, I thought this was a fun show. Uh, a lot of the wrestling was really, really good. Uh, I don't think it particularly built the show like it should. Like I've said, I have my 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 grievances with, I feel like go-home shows should really be the final thing to be like, yes, I can't wait for the show. And this show was like, yeah, it's got some good matches on it. And like, that's it. It's not like a, oh, I can't wait for Double or Nothing. Kind of like, yeah, let's go. I'm so excited kind of thing. Um, this was fine. Yeah, it was like a high, yeah. high three out of five for, for Rampage's standards. Like a high three out of five-ish is where I'm going to go. Yeah, it was a three out of five. I I agree. It, it was just like it's just like another rampage episode. You wouldn't even tell it's a go home mm. show if it wasn't yeah. for the promo at the end by Ruby Soho to Britt Baker. So mm-hmm. yeah, but I'm actually looking forward to the tournament finals. I know the reaction Ruby Soho got. I hope it doesn't carry over to the pay per view. If it does, then I have the issue because mm. Ruby Soho is the hero. Britt Baker is the one that everyone's tired of seeing win a lot. It should have been Tony Storm and Ruby Soho in the finals. But anyway. That would have been really good. Mm-hmm. I like. Though I though I do think people would have cheered Tony over Ruby in that scenario. That's so okay. I think people would have wanted Tony to win more, but eh. well, yeah. I guess see that's I guess that's why Britt Baker wins. See? Double edged sword. You can't win it either way. Either way is a bad uh, choice. So, uh, exactly, yeah. Uh anyway, let's talk about SmackDown now. Smack F down. Um, which I have less to talk about. Nope, that's lie. I have so much more to talk about, but I don't want to, so I won't. Um because no, not, not we a lot get paid of it to is... do this. We even got ultra chats and everything. This is our job. No peak. There's no time off. This is why I guess start no, sometimes. No. Let's do this. The show isn't running short. We're already 40 minutes in. It's supposed to be an hour. We're already going to go over time. I'm just not going to do my full thoughts because we will be here for seven hours if I say my full thoughts about the show because I have thoughts. <laughs> do it, do it. I mean, that's, that's what people come here for. They come to here, they watch something. They're like, I wonder what Pete feels about this. I don't mm. like this. I wonder what Pete's gonna say. So you're gonna give him the venom, give him the bio about how you feel about Smack Up Down. Smack Up Down. This show started yes. with the Usos coming out, who were very grateful, and they were like, "Thanks, Roman, for letting us win the titles by ourselves." Lol. That's good. Good heel stuff. They didn't, obviously, and they did that. You know the the style of promo where you do you do the fake sincere thing and then you swerve and you go ha actually I'm still a heel ha 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 ha. This was one of the weakest ones I think I've heard 
in ages because normally when you do this style of promo you do something like you know I'm, I'm just so thankful and i i realized that i just really wanted to say thank you to no one because i'm great or you say something like you know i've been i've been looking into myself a lot recently and i came to this big realization that i didn't need anyone and i did it all by myself it's kind of like it flows through in like a an actual thing and what the usos did here was he said man i'm just so thankful for all the fans you know for 12 years we've been here wow thank you fans we're great you guys have been there the whole time you've all been so supportive of us genuinely from the bottom of my heart thank you we didn't need anyone and it's like that doesn't match up with anything that you just said you've just you've just done a face promo and then done a heel promo with no link between the two it doesn't make any sense this really annoyed me this is such a little bug of it tiny little bit of this promo but it really annoyed me main event jay uso with a heartfelt promo i really really felt that promo it was really good yeah you're right in the end it was jimmy who had the epiphany is like nah we never really needed you guys we did it by ourselves yeah but what also made the promo awkward was them waiting for the uso chance do you mm. see them they're waiting for like nearly yeah. a minute it's like i finished my promo where's the chance where's the chance where's the chance where's <laughs> come the on crowd chance? where's the chance uh, <laughs> chance coming every minute and the chance come through now uso uso and we never need that like that part was awkward because the chance didn't come in as quickly as it should yeah. guys you were not controlled as you should have been they should have piped in yeah. the chance. That's when it should have piped in the chance. That's when it should have happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. That, it was, I thought this was a bad surprise reveal promo. And yes, Jay's the one that did the heartfelt thing and Jimmy did the, the uh, surprise reveal. But there was no like conflict between it. It wasn't like Jay wasn't expecting Jimmy. It's like Jay was in on it the whole time. They knew yeah, what I they know. were doing. It's, it's just, the way you it's, explained it, the way you explained it, I understand now. Because when you first said, oh, I didn't like that, I was like, what? It's the standard, you know, swerve mm -hmm. promo. But then, then when you explained it, how it flows, you're right. It did not flow at all. Yeah, it mm -hmm. fell apart. You're right on that part. Yes. Um, but I thought this next bit actually had some good potential. Shinsuke came out. Shinsuke Nakamura interrupted. And he said, me and my tag partner, we want a title match for those titles for the undisputed titles that you've won. And uh, the Usos were like, what, Rick Boogs, that guy who got injured at WrestleMania? Lol, no. And he's like, actually, it's someone else. Out comes Riddle. And I was like, okay, this has got some legs. Because Riddle, obviously Randy Orton is now injured. Rick Boogs is injured. Both courtesy of the Usos, sort of not really. But, you yeah. know, just, just let's just go with it in story. Courtesy of the Usos, that makes sense. Um so now they've kind of found each other as part of this tag team, and they just want to dethrone the Usos more than anything. Riddle's still fighting for Randy. Nakamura's still fighting for Boogs. But they just they just need to get those tag titles together. That's that's fun. They have a little brawl babyface to stand tall. I really like this pairing. For, this, for the storyline, at the very least, I think this is a really interesting pairing. And then they did a backstage promo later, which I was less of a fan of because it took some of the intrigue away from me. But that's not the point. This what? segment was good. The Nucker Bros, whoever they're gonna call themselves. <laughs> that, that that bit was funny. That bit was fine. It was just like I was like, okay, but how's Randy gonna feel about this? You know, Riddle has immediately started tagging with someone else going for the titles that him and Orton just lost. Nah, how's Randy gonna idea. feel about this? Yeah, and then Riddle idea. was like, it's Randy's idea. I was like, oh, oh okay, C cool. Yeah, no, that's fine. That's. I get what you mean. They should save that reveal for next week's SmackDown. But yeah. I'm I like it for we'll the simple fact that Shinsuke Nakamura 
with someone they hinted could potentially feud with Roman Reigns. Heck, mm-hmm. there's reports that Riddle was going to face Roman Reigns at probably Money in the Bank, and that's not going to mm-hmm. happen now. So Riddle is on his quest for vengeance. He is the bloodline hunter, as he deemed himself mm. on Monday Night Raw. So he can do everything in his power to ruin the bloodline. So him teaming up with Shinsuke Nakamura, who got pinged in the ball sack by Roman Reigns, never got his revenge. Got pinged, and then he slapped up Sami Zayn, and that's it. So this is a great opportunity for Nakamura to get some sort of revenge. But I don't think they're going to win, because I feel like they teased another team forming later on. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I like this opening segment, though. This was good. Uh, we got, uh, yeah, that, that, that backstage promo was, uh, Riddle just saying it was Randy's idea for me to team with Nakamura because the, um, I think it was Kata Braxton that said like, what would Randy think about this? And for me, I would have much preferred they left that vague that Mm -hmm. we don't know what Randy feels. And maybe there's some sort of conflict that Riddle goes through. He's like, man, like I really, I really want to get these tag titles, but I want to win them with Randy, but now I'm, I'm teaming with Shinsuke and like, I know why I'm doing it and I'm fighting for Randy and Randy can't be here right now, but man, I really miss that guy, or, you know, whatever. Or maybe, maybe Riddle's lying. Maybe it wasn't Randy's idea. Intriguing. Mm. Intriguing. So there is a little bit of intrigue, but I would have much rather they'd have played up the possibility that Riddle could be lying, because they just said, it was Randy's idea, and they went, okay. And everyone just believes it. It was like, I guess I'm supposed to believe you too. Cool. Um, But anyway, uh, we then got... um, Okay, Raquel Rodriguez versus Ronda Rousey. Now, I really liked when Raquel Rodriguez faced her before because yeah. open challenge, Raquel came out completely unexpected. She looked great in the match, ton of offense, something completely different from what we've seen from like Ronda matches in the past and stuff like that. Raquel looked really good. So, WWE were like, we're gonna have a championship contenders match with these again. I'm like, Your favorite? Why? I wrote it down. I put I put down Pete Special. Like what? You did such a good job in the last match of making her look like someone who needs to get some more wins behind her, get a bit more experience, and then she can win the title down the line. To then immediately just go, she deserves another shot. It's like, but why? But why does she deserve another it's shot? WWE. She lost. It's like experience. I don't know her. Just frust- yeah. you know, frustrated. Even though I feel like uh, Raquel Rodriguez has come a long way away. I mean, Pete should know because he used to review her a lot on NXT. So you know how much she's mm. come. Even she did that twisting corkscrew at one moment, you know, in the corner. That's something she never did before. So I feel like Raquel Rodriguez has come up leaps and bounds. I agree with you. Championship contender matches are the death knell. It's like, why beat the champion? You should be the champion if you beat the champion. It doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. But the match didn't last too long, though. So technically, was it really a match? <laughs> Yeah, the match didn't last too long. So, as Raquel's making her entrance, we cut backstage. Shotzi is trying to rile up the women's locker room. And she says, we need to put a stop to this. Why is she getting another opportunity before the rest of us? Mm -hmm. One, good point. And two, fine. Shotzi then says, look, Zia Lee, you're undefeated in WWE. And I was like, no, you're not. That's a lie. She's been in NXT. She has lost many, many times in NXT. That's you not canon. Her... That's not canon. She said in WWE. She didn't say on SmackDown. She said in WWE, Sat. That counts. NXT don't count in WWE. They're just developmental. Oh. But also, Shotzi's beaten her at a live show once. I looked it up on Cage Batch because I was really curious as to when Zaylee had lost. And Shotzi herself guy. has beaten her on a, on a live show. Right. But... <laughs> 
it does highlight how they do have women in the women's division. They, they just don't push. These are all the toys. It's kind of like Toy Story. These are all the forgotten toys. In that locker room is all the forgotten toys. Leo, do you remember when you were Thing and you won the match very, very quickly? Nope. Mm-hmm. And he's like, do you remember when you were the protector for two mm-hmm. seconds? Nope. Shayna Baszler, do you remember when you were relevant? Nope. Natalia, do you know you've been here for a long time? Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes. She yes, I do yep. have that. She yeah. went, yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. like, um, no, do you remember me? I used to be popular in, in NXT and I came to the main mm-hmm. roster, done nothing. Yeah. And they do something. Yeah, you know what? People like Shotzi, Andrew Grulak, they're the people we complain about. Do more with them. And they kind of mm-hmm. are kind of doing something because camera time is currency. Mm-hmm. Eating and catering and getting a camera time is no currency. So they, 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 they look like they're doing something there. We don't know what that thing is, but it's something. Raquel Rodriguez yeah. versus Shotzi. Squash match. Who knows? Yeah. Something, anything. Um, but yeah, Shotzi speaks to all the women. Uh, Aaliyah tells her to shut up. Zaya Lee walks off. And Shayna Baszler and Natalia are like, we should do something in this match. And then cuts away. We get the Riddle and Nakamura promo. It cuts back to the women's locker room again. And then they're like, let's go. Let's go interfere in this match. They go. Shotzi doubles back to pick up her helmet. Very important, of course. Really needs that. Of course. And in that time that she's done a very quick double back to grab her helmet, the door's been shut and it's been locked by Aaliyah on the outside. I have several questions. Question? Go. Why does Aaliyah have the key? How does she get that? She probably knows the, the, the groundskeeper of the building. You'd be like, hey, mate, how's it going? I was locked in a locker room once. How do I get out of this situation? Mm-hmm. Smart baby face for once? Gotta yeah, give her that. Clearly. Clearly, clearly that. Um, in the time frame where it took from uh, Shayna Baszler and Natalia to leave to Shotzi leaving, that means that Aaliyah then had to shut the door and lock it in the time that she was done and then set up something on the outside of the room. I just hit my mic. She set something up on the outside of the room where she was sitting so she could twirl the key around for the camera that was obviously there for some reason. Yeah. Sure. You know what? I could, I could, I could maybe buy that. The time frame I think is is reasonable enough to shut the door and lock it. Just about. I'm fine. In that time frame, though, Shayna Baszler and Talia would have walked past Aaliyah, who was on the outside, and just gone, "Yeah, all right," and then just carried on. Possibly so. They don't. They're not. They're not teams. They may be heels, but heels should be shouldn't trust each other. I get what you mean. In real life logic, Pete is applying real life logic in wrestling, which will never work. It will give you pulmonary attacks <laughs> stress headaches cold sweats so don't so put real life logic into the whole situation dude come to be logic dude vince mcmahon logic oh, god darn he doesn't care shana doesn't say. care that's all he doesn't care they're going there because they're riled up they're riled up they're going to get uh mess up the title <laughs> contender match so they're like ah eh, shotzi you know you can handle it yourself so that's what i'm going with but real life logic you're sure. right real life yeah. logic doesn't work here like if they get rolled up by Shotzi and then they watch Shotzi getting locked in a locker and they'd be like, hey, do you want to unlock that so Shotzi can come with us? Like, I'm getting too caught up on this. It's fine. Um, They obviously cause a DQ in the match very, very quickly and cut to an ad break. Come back. It's a tag team match player. Uh, Rodriguez and Rousey versus Basin and Natalia. And all the stuff that I mentioned before about what made Rodriguez look great in her match against Rousey before 
all of that was gone in this match because they have to stick to their formula of Rodriguez gets beaten over so Rousey can have a hot tag. And it's like, just get out of your formula for one minute. Just keep some of the good stuff that you had before. Just really wound it, me up. It, it's not going to happen because Vince McMahon is a 70-year-old man or whatever. He is never going to change. If Vince ain't going to change his logic now or then, now, forever... So expect yeah. the same thing then, now, forever. Uh, I'm sorry, yeah. Pete. Like, like I said, real life logic will never work. I've resigned to the yeah. fact that WWE has reached that point where they don't care anymore. Vince McMahon knows he's got one foot somewhere. Very, very hot, possibly. And he knows <laughs> he's going to take all the money inside the casket with him. So for him, he doesn't care anymore. This guy's checked out. He checked out so hard. All he cares about is getting that money, 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 money doing his crown Jew shows, doing, you know, record numbers, budget cuts. He doesn't care anymore. The passion's not there, so it reflects on the product, unfortunately. So this is what happens when the guy in charge doesn't really care. He's like, yeah, I'm going to sell it soon. <sighs> Rodriguez got the pin in the end, which is good. This but match was nothing. my only gripe is the fact that since Ronda's come back, they have not mentioned the fact in Natalia was her original trainer. So even mm -hmm. though they did the whole tease between Shayna and Ronda, and they purposely made sure they didn't fight, and I knocked into my mic, um, they potentially are sowing seeds for a Shayna-Ronda match, which I look forward to, but I don't know if storyline-wise they'll be able to do them justice. But yeah, Natalia trained Ronda, but there's no mention of that. There's no mention of how you were my friend, which Natalia likes to say every other six months when she gets a new partner. Yeah. Yeah. Sure does. It's all about friends when it comes to the women's division. <sighs> um, they mentioned that Money in the Bank is moving. It's moving to the intimate confines of the MGM Grand Arena. Ugh. Good, good save there, Michael Cole. Uh, New Day cut a promo saying their special guest partner could be anyone. Sure. Got a recap of Corbin attacking Moss. Couldn't care less. Uh, and then we got. I think this is the worst thing on the show. No, I liked it. There was some there were some really bad things on the show. I think this was the worst. I'm gonna uh, join in. Los Lotharios versus Jinder Mahal and Shanky. If you can't tell this is a filler show, good God, this match tells you it. Uh Los Lotharios come out. Jinder Mahal's music hits. Nobody comes out. Cuts to backstage. Jinder Mahal can't find Shanky anywhere. Where is this guy? He's opening doors, can't find him. And then he goes into a certain room where Shanky's in there, listening to their own entrance music and dancing. Like this, right? So Jinder's like, we have a match. Grabs him. He's like, come on, let's go. We, we, we have a, like right now, we have a match. Let's go. They go out. And then the music hits again. And then they just come out like normal. And then... This match was really bad. Uh, this match was, for some reason, centered around who could be more sexually aggressive towards the ring announcer. Ricochet's bird. <laughs> yeah, literally. That's Ricochet's girlfriend like... as well. So where's Ricochet? It's like, why are, they, why are they attracting your partner? Why are they trapping her in a corner? Uh, to be honest, Pete, there was a reason. Uh, WWE logic. So... This match wasn't a match. This was a storyline advancing the plot. Los Afaros get some wins. Yay. But Shanky is going under the WWE trope of silly, foolish giant. You know, they do that all the time. They they have killer wrestlers, even though Shanky never came into a company as a killer wrestler. They did it to Great Carly. They did it to Mark Henry. They did it to Vlad, uh, 
Vladimir Kozlov, where you start off as a killer, then you turn into a joke. So Shanky is in the midst of a character change. His character is going to mm. be a dancing fool. Everyone likes a dancing mm -hmm. fool. And there was some Shanky nope. chants. There was some there uh, that, was a Shanky that, chants. That, 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 that's, that, that's incorrect, Sad. You say that everyone likes a dancing Shanky, dancing Shanky. giant, dancing fool. That is incorrect. No, they don't. Yeah, you like it, Shanky. Oh, you really don't. Pete's lying. Pete was dancing at home. Pete was like, yeah, that's Shanky. He's got them moves. Mm -hmm. Shanky was giving you those moves. So Shanky and Jinder are going to break up. This is just uh, plant seeds of that breakup. Yep. So it had yep. a reason, guys. It may look silly. Oh, yeah, yeah. It may look foolish. But WWE's about entertainment. Shanky's going to be chasing after that 24-7 title in no time. Shanky, Sat. Shanky. Sat. Yes. You say that WWE's about entertainment. It needs to be entertaining. That's a whole different story, but yeah, ease for entertainment. <laughs> ease, sa e, ease for entertainment right now, Shanky. Yes. <laughs> they, they're trying to turn Shanky face. This match was really bad because it was Angel Garza being a massive creep to the ring announcer and dancing to her to try and attract her and then, like, you know, ripping his trousers off, which isn't problematic at all. And then Shanky, in order to save the ring announcer, beat up Angel Garza and then did the same thing he was doing to her and was still trying to attract her by dancing to her. It's just... Just stop it. Just stop all of this. It's, it's really bad. And then Jinder got annoyed because he got pinned in all of the sexual aggression that was happening. Jinder got pinned and then he got mad at Shanky. And then Shanky was like, no, go away. And then just uh, Jinder stormed off and then he did some more dancing. And I just hated all of it. All of it sucked. All of these characters are stupid. They're all morons. No one looked good coming out of this. And just Shanky doing a little, a little dance at the end of it is not going to endear Shanky to anybody because it's stupid. Pete, this is great. You're going to review it next week, a week after that. Shanky's going to grow into a cult favorite. You ain't going to have no choice but to like it. Shanky, Shanky. Shanky. Max Dupree is on SmackDown. He's got Max Male Models. And Adam Pierce was like, huh, you have a contract. <laughs> Crazy. Welcome to SmackDown. Pete, it's Max Dupree. Come on, get a Dupree. Max Dupree. Come on, the thing Pete. Is that, yeah. The thing is, that, yeah. that could genuinely get over if it wasn't for Pat McAfee. I hate it so much. Anytime Pat says it now, I'm like, Pat, shut up. It just, it, he annoys me so much. What? Pete, what's wrong with you? No one hates Pat McAfee. He's a he's a everyone drool. hates Pat McAfee. Nobody hates Pat McAfee. <laughs> he's not like the other guy, Corey Graves, who tries too hard. He tries mm -hmm. to be what Pat McAfee is. Great. So yeah, Max Dupree. Max, I want to be a maximum male model. I think I got what it takes. Mm -hmm. I, don't sure ask me shave man. the beard. I do. But yeah, Max Dupree. <laughs> Pete, remember Christ, that. Yeah, you're not you're not helping me today, man. <laughs> no, no, I can't, I can't, I can't. Listen, uh, I I try to find the fight, the the funniness and the foolishness. Max Dupree, he's gonna have some models. It's gonna be fun. Mm -hmm. That's plot advancement. That is advancing the plot. Fun. Unfortunately, he said maximum males. I wish it was just maximum models, so he can have some females mm -hmm. in the group, like a Leah or someone is struggling to to get TV time. So yeah, maximum male model. Remember, it's Max Dupree. Like Eva Marie, mm. like Eva Marie, but Max Dupree. I want Tempest on the show back. Um, <laughs> after, this, <laughs> after this, we had a KO show. Kevin Owens had popped over from Raw and he said he's going to be, uh, his guest is going to be someone from the bloodline. Could it be Roman Reigns? Could it be the Usos? Could it be Paul Heyman? I was like, it's going to be Sami Zayn, isn't it? It's going to be Sami Zayn. And they didn't disappoint. It was Sami Zayn, um, and which was great. 
and came out and of course they were uh, getting along all the time of just being like him saying uh, you know Elias and Ezekiel clearly the same person and Kevin Owens was like immediately was like and like went in for a hug and it was just like he was so overwhelmed with uh with um emotion and he was saying you know that you are the advisor to the bloodline it's really great what you're doing here and all that stuff but then tensions flared up when kevin owens said you have to come back with me to raw so we can sort out this elias ezekiel thing and we can show everybody that he's an idiot and sammy was like can't do that i need to stay on smackdown smackdown needs me the bloodline really needs me tensions flared up Things things went back and forth, and then Sammy. The, these two guys are so funny. Where yeah. Sammy Zayn, they were calling each other a liar and a moron, because um, Sammy was saying that, you know, I lied earlier. Elias and Ezekiel were clearly different people. You're crazy. And there's photos of them together. There's no way that they're the same person. And Owens is saying the bloodline's just using you. They don't even care about you. True. You're delusional, all that stuff. You're a moron. And then Sami Zayn calls him a liar. And then liar, moron, liar, moron. And he goes, liar, liar, pants on fire. And Kevin Owens is like, that's too far. And Sami go, Sammy Zayn goes, you're right, I apologize. And I was like, these guys are just so naturally, charismatically funny. It's yeah. brilliant. Uh, Owens says, and to prove that the Bloodline don't care about you, I'm going to ask him to come out on the show right now. Hey, Bloodline, come on out, guys. And Sammy's like, just in denial. He's like, well, you know, give him a minute. You know, clearly they're busy, you know? Um, and then he just refuses to see it that way. And Owens is like, they don't care about you. I care about you. They don't care about you. Mm -hmm. Bloodline's taking you for a fool. Sammy tries to walk away and he's like, I'm done with this. I don't want to be dealing with this anymore. Goes out the ring. Kevin Owens comes out to stop him on the ramp. Holds out a hand and Sammy just turns around and pushes him into the barricade. Just walks off and storms out. And Kevin Owens is like, Damn it, I just wanted to reconcile with my friend. What am I doing? Went back in the ring and took out his frustrations by stunnering people in the ring. Why is this the best character development they've done in so long? This was a brilliant segment. And I was like, these are for your comedy characters. Why don't you do this for actual characters that you care about more? This is Ooh. weird. Com comedy characters? Okay, they have layers, Pete. So the chemistry between KO and Sami Zayn is magical. It's like watching a sitcom and even like the jokes, right? So this is my theory, my hypothesis of what we just saw. Kevin Owens is currently feuding with Ezekiel, but I don't mm. see this as a free match feud, a free match arc. They're going to do oh, her in a cell, put Ezekiel over because Kevin Owens is one of those guys he can lose and still be over. Sure. Sami Zayn's hanging out with the bloodline. Sami Zayn's been a heel for quite a while. To the point where Kevin Owens had a baby face turn and a heel turn in between that heel run <laughs> yeah. of Sami Zayn. Yeah. So Sami Zayn's conspiracy characters played out. So they put him with the bloodline right now or adjacent, mm -hmm. the disco inferno to the wolf pack kind of thing. If you watch the <laughs> sure, you get the, the, you get the analogy. I think this is the beginning of Sami Zayn face turn and Kevin Owens 10,000 face turn. I think KO and Sami Zayn are going to face the Usos at SummerSlam for the title. This is what mm. it's going to build to because. KO said in interviews he wants to tag titles with Sami Zayn. Like, that's the one thing he hasn't done yet in WWE. They've been tag champions in, you know, PWG, ROH, so forth, wherever you name it, they've done it. In WWE law, they've never been tag champions. They've feuded, they've beaten each other up. Heck, in that promo, in that segment, they fell out and made up <laughs> multiple times. So, them resigning with the company, them being the MVPs of WrestleMania, I mean, Kevin Owens, he main evented WrestleMania, uh, the jackass match for, for Sami Zayn. These two guys, they were the MVPs of WrestleMania. So this is, could be their thank you from Vince saying, hey, you stuck with the company. You didn't go all elite. 
You always want to be tag team partners. We don't have any credible tag teams at the moment, unfortunately. So, uh, yeah, you guys, tag champions at SummerSlam. Mm -hmm. Hopefully, not money in the bank. Because, I don't know, it could be money in the bank if they rush it. You don't know mm -hmm. Vince's uh, temperament. But let's see where it goes. That's my theory. Because the way the segment went later, that makes me think. Sammy's turning babyface. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I would honestly really love to see that. And I'd also like to clarify that when I say that they are comedy characters, I mean, how they're being portrayed right now. Yeah, course, I know they yeah, are yeah. incredible wrestlers and they've been serious in the past and they are fantastic. I just saw a couple of people in the live chat being like, they're, they're very good wrestlers. They're not comedy characters. Like, no, no, no. no. I, and I get what you The mean, way they're being portrayed right now. Oh, I mean, agree. They are like in they, sorry, they're like Jerry Lawler in 95, 96, because Jerry Lawler was mm -hmm. known in Memphis and you know, other companies as a legend. And if you watch WWE, like I, like I did, I did my research later on and so forth to know more about him but all this guy was is a comedy character a comedy heel if you say yeah Sami Zayn has not been taken as a threat for the longest time since his feud with Shane that's how long it's been since his feud with mm -hmm. Shane and and Daniel Bryan that's been how long it's been so yeah at the moment he's a comedy heel but when he turns babyface like WWE like uh Men in Black look into this pen mm. he'll never <laughs> lose her he never lost you know he's yep. now a credible face to face Roman Reigns maybe or something yep it Perfect. I, I honestly would really love to see these guys team together and go after tag titles. I think that's a really fun program. Uh, yeah, I'd really like that. I'd, I'd love for them to come together again. That'd be amazing. Uh, we got a recap of Seamus Holland and Butch. Don't care. We then got uh, Ricochet and Drew Gulak versus uh, Gunther and Ludwig Kaiser. Uh, first time we've seen Ludwig on the main roster in a match. I thought he looked fine. This was a tag match. It was okay. He won with a kick. A PK, if oh, you will. Oh, all right. Yeah, a uh, 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 penalty kick. All right. Cool. If it's leading to, to Walter becoming Intercontinental Champion, great. Nah, no, actually, this match was more to uh, establish Ludwig Kaiser because he's the one who got the victory. If Volta got the victory on Ricochet, then you can argue this is the setup for the Intercontinental title, which they may be doing because the title is near the hemisphere of Gunther. But I think it's more to establish Ludwig Kaiser and probably Vince McMahon. He's like, uh, forget the anorexic chubby one. I want the one with the abs. He's the one. I mean, he's the one cutting the promos. He's the one with the abs. But even though Gunther is in great shape, you know, in Vince, he'd be like, no, it's Kaiser. He's the man. It's him. I still think what was going to be IC champ. Maybe not a hell in a cell, but maybe. Down yeah, the line. I think yeah. Yeah, money bank or something. Gunther. Um, Volta was a chubby one. Gunther's got abs. <clears throat> mm, sure does. Um, Sami Zayn is backstage with the Usos, essentially pleading with them, being like, you know, the, what Kevin Owens was saying was really getting to me. Like, you know, I just want to know, what am I to you? You know, but how important am I to you? What, 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 what does this mean? And he's like, I really just want to be an honorary member of the bloodline. And they were like, yeah, sure, man. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. And uh, yeah, of course you are. And he was like, it was uh, Jimmy, you know, actually, thank you if you so watched. Much. It was Jimmy. Yeah. Jay was like, uh, how do I get rid of this guy? You know when you're like, yeah. I can't wait to go home and ghost your text messages. <laughs> That's how it looked yeah. like in his face. Like, yeah. That for me, I don't know about you, Pete, because you're watching it. You're like, where's the storyline going to go? All right? Mm -hmm. Is Sami Zayn going to get beaten up by the bloodline and still be booed? I feel like they're going to beat him up so hard that when he comes back, Kevin Owens wanted to defend his honor. That's his best mate. I think it's, mm -hmm. I don't, I'm hoping, because that could be wrong. We could, this this segment could be a throwaway segment where we never talk about this ever again. But yeah. I, I assume that Kevin Owens being there, who has history 
by the way, with Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns beat mm. him multiple times, chucked him off the stage, beat him in the last man standing match. So long-term storyline booking. This guy gets revenge, not on the chief, but on the underlings. So I'm mm-hmm. hoping, fingers crossed, potentially, this is a thing. The tag titles yeah. are nothing right now. They need they need challengers. Yeah. Give it to Sammy and KO. Yeah, I agree. I'm with you. Uh, we then had the main event. Sort of. Where we got the Brawling Brutes entering. Uh, then we had an ad break. Then we had a Memorial Day tribute. Then we had a Sheamus promo that was really long and didn't say anything. Then we had Woods and Kingston coming out and doing a promo that was also very long and didn't actually say much. And then it got revealed that Drew McIntyre was their partner. Cool. Uh, for some reason, no one knew who Moby Dick was. Weird. Moby Dick. Uh, nah, I, think, I, I think like Butch has got beef with Moby Dick. That's why he had a look on his face. He's having a flashback. But yeah, the brawling boots. Uh, wait, brawling brutes. I wrote down the brawling boots. The brawling boots. Because brawling right. boots is a description, not a tag name. Yeah. APA, they're brawling brutes. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You know, Rock yeah. Warriors, they're brawling brutes. Mm. These guys, it could be Fight Night, Seamus and Friends. <laughs> Seamus and friends. I'll take that. You know, something, but the brawling brutes, that's like the chuckling lads. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's not good. Yeah, they just gave up halfway. He goes, you know what these guys are? Brawling brutes. Get out of here. That's it. Did you hear the other names that they they trademarked for them before they settled on brawling brutes? No. They were going to be the bloody brutes to start with, and then they were going to be the, what was the other one? Someone else that began with a B. There's bloody brutes, and then there was something else. I can't remember. I don't mind bloody brutes because I can hear a a a a grandmother is late at night. You got Butch in the alley knocking over cans and bins and stuff like that. Those bloody brutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those bloody I, brutes. I, I prefer it to brawling brutes. Yeah, for sure. Cause, yeah, because kind of like the police comes up. So what were they doing? They're just a few brawling brutes. It's like it's, it's a description. Yeah. It's yeah. not. It's not a name. It's kind of like yeah. four guys in a group. Yeah. If it was evolution. It's evolution. Four guys in a group. In fairness, there is a restaurant called Five Guys, which, like, come on, lads, it's mm. not really a name, is it? Anyway, um, <clears throat> by the way, we weren't done. We haven't got to the match yet because it's an ad break. Then we get a promo for Money in the Bank. Then we get uh, advertising a match for Raw, which is Riddle and Nakamura having a championship contenders match against the Usos. Uh, then we got Madcap Moss coming back next week, and then the match starts. I mean, Jesus Christ, guys, sort out your pacing. I've not talked about pacing on SmackDown for ages because I haven't felt the need to because it's been still really bad, but not particularly egregious. This, this is egregious. Stop it. My God. Anyway, this match was fine. It got fun by the end. Lots of people doing big moves at the end of it, but it was all right. Uh, Drew McIntyre hit the Claymore onto Ridge Holland. Then he tagged in Xavier Woods. Xavier Woods does his big elbow drop, gets the pin. And this is exactly what Adam did in his latest fantasy booking video about how he'd build up Xavier Woods to beat Roman Reigns. This is exactly how it started. So I guess that's where we're going. They've seen the video and gone, that's a great idea. We'll, we'll do that. And now they've just hijacked Adam's booking. Maybe that's what it is. Uh, I I felt like Seamus is forever underrated. This guy. and uh, And Drew Day... <laughs> as as they collectively were called mm-hmm. by uh, Pat McAfee. I got a question, Pete. Since you don't like uh, Pat, uh, Drew Day, 
like that line from pat well it's actually stolen from adam's booking as well so really you know mm, okay yeah uh ridgy the fridgy did you like that hated it what come on so you don't like pat mcafee at all like... i he he has some good times when he says like th there's times when pat mcafee will just throw out a line and it catches your guard and you go, that's pretty funny that's good he is constantly at 110 percent, and sometimes you just need to be like pat just just tone it down just a little bit pat just calm down because he's constantly just shouting and screaming and he's so excited about everything all the time it's like pat just sounds like me oh. i'm constantly excited and about everything but you, <laughs> but you have you have flows and you get excited and then you come down and then you can talk about your point a little bit and then you get excited again whereas pat is just constantly at the high it's like pat just calm down it's okay bud it's fine i get i get i get what you mean but mm. I think that's what makes him great because you can't smell the stench of Vince shouting in his ear. It's <laughs> fair. The most episodic, you know, the most episodic mm. show around. You, you see what he does. Vince beats into submission and you you just... True. Like, I know what you mean, but I, I like the fact you can tell that is that is minimal management with him. It's Pat McAfee. I understand what you mean. It can be a bit Marmite sometimes with his reaction. Maybe you want a little quiet time. <laughs> Maybe you want him to be a bit solemn, but that's not who he is. And I know what you mean. For usual wrestling mm. commentator, 110%. I get you. You need to have your ups and your downs. But it's Pat McAfee. He likes to go up and up and up and up and up and up. Up, 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 up. up. The Pat McAfee Show. Um, <clears throat> Woods got pinned. That was the main event. That was the whole show. Thought it was pretty bad. I thought overall, the wrestling on this show was at best fine. And a lot of the segments were not very good. I give this a low two out of five. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn was delightful. And that was about it on this show. Also, we the out of five we're rating it on, right? Out of yes. five we're rating it. I'm giving this a three for the simple reason that KO and Sami Zayn, they saved the show. Sami Zayn's character work is impeccable. Kevin Owens' character work has... Is it's always been impeccable, but I feel like this year KO is just gonna leaps and bounds because this is a man when he first appeared on the main roster, he was a killer. You know, he beat John Cena in his first pay-per-view match, he stepped on the US title. You know, Kevin Owens was a guy you can't trust him, you can't be friends with him. But lately he's shown his vulnerable side, his paranoid side, he, a side of his you saw him breaking down with his with his friends saying, Hey, I'm am I going crazy? I'm being gaslit. This guy is Elias shaved, like. Please help me. And then Sammy's like, nah, I'm hanging out in the main event scene. I'm hanging out with a needle mover. Unfortunately, your thing's not really my kind of cup of tea. So I'm hoping this is actually a, a genius beginning to a tag title feud. Because if it is, it'd be one of the best storylines they've done this year. Yeah. Uh, I agree. And that's it's that it's that character work in their segment that elevated this from a one to a two for me. Because otherwise, this is a bad show. Before we get into uh, the rest of your ultra chats, do we have shoutouts today? I feel like we do. We do! I've not linked them to you, have I? I'm going to link them to you now. Um, we've got our Patreon uh, shoutouts for our $25 and above pledge hammers Wait. over on our Patreon page. Sorry, you linked? Is it? Did you, oh, now I see it. Oh, it's on my phone. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, okay, yeah, I'm yeah. Gonna, I'm going to shut right, my mouth. Yeah. Do your thing. Said mm. do his thing. 
Yeah, you know, go to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. Also, I am actually going to do a very quick live update on uh, this thing. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me get a live update of our Patreon numbers because I want to double check this. You should go over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk right now because as of this second right now, we're on 1,498 backers. We are two backers away from 1,500 backers, which will be the first time we've ever hit that milestone ever. So if you really want to help me out, because I'm the one that's in charge of the patrons, if you want to make me look good, <laughs> go support the patron right now. There is so much content over there. We've got uh, CBW episode two is coming out in a couple of hours, and you're going to have the exclusive podcast with Adam and Tom and special guest, who I won't say, just in case you've not seen episode one. Um, mm-hmm. d- d- go go check that out. It's going to be a really fun podcast. You've got WrestleTalk Extra, which is Judgment Day 2002 for this uh, for. Um, uh, for this month, which is Luke and I reviewing that, which is really, really fun. You got uh, Wrestle League is going on right now. You can submit your predictions for Double or Nothing. There's so much content over on our Patreon page. It's kind of absurd. And also, we're going to be putting more content out soon as well. I've got ideas for stuff on the Patreon page. Go check it out. Patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. And if you pledge at the $25 or above tier, you get your own custom wrestling nickname, and it gets run out on a show much like this one. So thank you to... Arnie K, the K stands for the coolest dude ever. Thank you. Did you, you do the next one. Oh, and also the Batsman, Nathan Batty. I think you missed one, but I'll do it. A.A. Ron Turner. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's fine. Golden John Molden. Smitten Aaron Smith. Colin McLeaner Van Finn Balor. He is leaner than Finn Balor. It's pretty lean. Sean Michaels' biggest fan, Brett Guy. Yeah. What a great nickname. You're welcome, everyone. At insert to AEW confirmed. Yeah. Maybe it's Tempest. That's why he's not here. <laughs> Maybe it's Tempest, yeah. Have an argy bargy, Margie Pargy. Yeah. Great name. General Jimmy J. Yeah. Thank you so much. All of our pledge channels on our Patreon page. I'm going to keep checking this number in case it gets updated. You guys should really go and join. Patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk. It's going to be great because I really want to hit 1500. Please let's hit 1500 by the time this episode is finished. We're going to get into the last of your ultra chats here. Uh, keep sending those into WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Last chance to get those in. Goodness me, that ultra chat doc is colorful today. Um, anyway, uh, on the subject of Rampage, Hannah Allen says, Love this Rampage. Regal on commentary is so much fun. The joke about Octopus. Chef's kiss, lol. Buck Swerve was brilliant. The third to second rope cell, hilarious. Also loving this acclaimed gun club stuff. Pro wrestling done right. Lots of love. Hashtag LW444 life. I agree. It's a good rampage. I agree too. Um, Shannon Smith uh, said, Why is Ruby on dark? Ruby should be on TV. Ruby needs to be pushed. Tony, okay, let's have a go over. Why did Ruby win? Why is Ruby going on pay per view? Stat should have won. Lol, can't win either way. Thank you. Exactly. That's what we just said. That's what I said. That's what I said. Don't listen to the fans in Las Vegas. Listen to yourself. 
CK Mirth said, Hello, Pete. I understand you saying this wasn't a great go home rampage. Just wanted to give you another take. Knowing the matches for the pay per view already, Rampage just got me excited all the more. The matches were amazing, and it well mojoed me up. Um, I understand. I feel like if you'd have just done more, I don't know, video packages, stuff to actually hype the matches that you're going to be watching on the pay per view, it would have been more of a hype thing. I know video packages aren't great for a live crowd, and obviously you need matches and stuff like that. I'm not saying the whole show should have been video packages because that's insane, but you could have saved like a couple of big angles and done it on this rampage, is what I mean, but that's okay. Um, Tails P said, uh, no Rampage has ever felt more like a Sunday night heat. It even had Gangrel and Billy Gunn. Uh, the new matches being added to the predictions. Also, being uh, in the, uh, the being the Bay Area boy that I am, I hate Sky's LA Lakers belt so much. I actually booed out loud. There Boo. you go. Um, the extra matches will not be added to the predictions just because it's a bit of a late turnaround to everyone to get their predictions in. So no, they won't be added to Wrestle League. Hey, Wrestle League, that's the thing you can get on our Patreon page. Patreon.com forward slash Wrestle Talk. I'm still going to update these numbers. Please let me hit 1500 by the time the show ends. Uh, legit Underboss said, uh, since Sammy stole Jorge Masvidal's BMF title, are he and the other MMA fighters going to do a run-in on the match? They should. Maybe. Yeah, I could see it. They yeah, should. I'm for you. If I was Dan Lambert, I'd send my whole staff to come down to uh, double or nothing to give him a, a, a butt yeah. weapon. Totally. Um, Mackie48 uh, said, uh, long time watcher, first time ultra chatter. Thank you so much for the ultra chats. Was at the SmackDown show. Loudest pop had to go to Drew. Also, Cody was there, but for a dark match. Guess brand split isn't over. But yeah, it's, I mean, the, the brand split is basically non-existent. We had Kevin Owens on this show. It's a non-monogamous yeah. brand split where you can do and go wherever you want. Mm, there it is. Uh, polyamorous. That's what it is. Ah, it's um, poly. Sharing mm. is caring. Exactly, yeah. Uh, Tails P said, every time Raquel does the twisting Vader bomb, I think of Tiffany Stratton doing it. And every time Stratton does it, Wade Barrett goes, you'll never see anyone else in the WWE do a move like that. Also, why is Aaliyah hanging out with all the heels? Great question. It's a locker room. They don't have separate male faces locker room. It's not WCW. They all share the same locker room for the women. And for Tiffany Stratton, no one does it like her. She's a former gymnast, so she's got a certain grace about her doing the move. So, yeah. Sure. Whatever you say. Um, missed from the AEW stream. This is an old chat that says, uh, with this being the biggest show of the year for AEW, do you see any surprise debuts? Wyatt, Gargano, Cesaro. Also, I'm going to be at the show, my first AEW show ever. Very excited. I hope you have a great time. Yeah, rubbing it in our faces. Congratulations. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I don't know if there's going to be any big debuts. I could maybe see like one, maybe two, but I don't think there's going to be any like, I mean, Revolution had a few as well. Mm -hmm. I could see a couple. I don't know who, but I could see a couple. I don't know, because I feel like they, they're making it almost like a, a reoccurring thing of we're going to have a pay-per-view show, expect new wrestlers to debut. I mean, they even had Jay Lethal debut in one, in one of their shows. So uh, it could be Claudio. I mean, he's making mm -hmm. coffees or whatever he's doing right now, mm -hmm. <laughs> paternity yeah. leave or whatever. So yeah, it could be yeah. Claudio. It could be Johnny Gargano. It could be Candice LeRae. It could be Johnny Elite finally getting signed, because apparently he did a, a great job for Tony to be like, hmm, this guy might be worth signing. So who knows? Yeah. Totally. Uh, and missed from uh, this week's NXT 2.0 stream with uh, Saturn SP3, Tails P said, Stratton and Waller are season one Kim and Ron. I don't know who that's referencing. 
Kim and Ron. I I I would have to do some research and get back to them. But yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know if you've been watching NXT since you left. <laughs> no, not at all. You haven't. So they've no. put Grayson Waller and Tiffany Stratton into as a duo. I said duo because they, they there's not a lick of chemistry for it to be anything more. Because Tiffany mm-hmm. Stratton took Grayson Waller out for shopping. That for me doesn't scream they're going to be a couple, if that makes sense. Just two annoying people being put together. That's where it is. Kim and Ron. I need to research Kim and Ron. Okay, sounds delightful. I'm glad I don't watch NXT anymore. Jonathan Headman Smackdown. Been... I'm just going to say. Mm. Yeah. Oh, Kim Possible. Sorry, it's Kim Possible. Kim That's the Possible. reference. Kim and Ron. Because I kept sense. on saying, yes, because I kept on saying that there's no chemistry be- between them, that Tiffany should friend zone <laughs> Grayson Wall mm-hmm. if he tries it on with her. So, yeah, yeah. Kim Possible. There you go. Uh, Jonathan Edmonds been a Mangberg for 10 months in a row. Thank you so much. That says, uh, hello, watching later. Do you think AEW would have heels uh, win the first Owen Cup? It feels like the right PR move is good guys win. Thoughts? Um, Owen Hart was the babyest of babyface, wasn't he? Mm. No, he wasn't. No. He was known majority like of as a heel in his run. Mm. So, And also, Martha Hart gets it. Hey, heels baby faces it's all part of wrestling it's about giving a person yeah. that deserves it the spot and it's adam cole baby and adam yeah. cole in real life is a nice guy so if, if adam cole wins i don't think it would be the worst thing especially if you know if you have ruby soho win as well on the women's side i think that'll be fine if you have both heels win that might be uh, maybe you should have like a feel-good moment but if you've got ruby soho winning the women's one i think you can have adam cole win the men's one uh Bakugou, uh, Bakugo was right, has been a member for 11 months. Thank you so much. Uh, says, if you've seen it, thoughts on the Obi-Wan series so far? I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either. I may watch it if I ever watch The Mandalorian. I won't. Uh, Peter Mullins has been a member for seven months. Says, uh, this was the first time in ages an AEW Weekly has made me gasp because of a completely wrong booking decision. Feel bad for all involved afterwards. This is obviously regarding the Soho Statlander thing. How old are, how old mm. are you, kid? Like, there's no <laughs> way a millennial will say that. It has to be someone that's born in even the year 2000 or under because that is part of booking. I mean, it's kind of like watching a Bret Hart getting screwed out uh, of the title at WrestleMania by Shawn Michaels or something like that. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it, yeah, there's no issue. Come on, guys. We're, we're blowing out proportion. It's Ruby Soho. They're acting like, because they don't like her that much. Red Velvet won the whole thing, even though Red Velvet is mm-hmm. talented in, in my mind. They're yeah. overblowing it. It's Ruby Soho. We like her. We, we popped for her when she came up with the Ruby Soho song. Yay, Ruby. Free from the shackles of, of a cafeteria food. Love. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, J.O. Fellow has been a member for three months and says, just just dropped in to say, hello, lads. So sorry you had to watch that horrible SmackDown, but at least Rampage was killer, IMO. Have a good day. I hope you have a good day, Jay. Thank you so much. Well, we only have about two minutes before we actually need to go live, so this is going to be a very short outro. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> it's been it's been really lovely to hear about your your uh, fatherhood and your uh, responsibilities in your your life now. Um, I was really excited when you posted in the the Discord all that time ago to be like, "Hey guys, I'm going to be a dad." I was like, 
Daddy Nyangi? That's so yeah. cool. Um, Papi, yeah. uh, I, I like to call myself Buff Daddy. Buff Daddy, Dad. nice. How for did he put knee? E. Daddy! Buff Daddy! <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I couldn't do what Luke Owen did because he, he's been there for years, so that payoff works. I've been here for less than a year, so me going like, guys, mm-hmm. I'm having a baby. No one cares. <laughs> or, <laughs> or, or a smattering of applause. So I thought it made more sense that the people I work with, they know like my life is changing. I'm I got mm-hmm. more than one mouth to feed now. I got two, you know, mm-hmm. my partner. And uh, yeah, it, it's nice having a child. Yeah, it's daunting in the beginning, but I equate it to having a new TV. It's weird having a new TV. If you, you have to plug it in, look at the instruction manual. But once you plug it in, and it's mm-hmm. working. It's fine. <laughs> Do you plug your daughter in? <laughs> is, that, is that how it works? I did antenatal classes. That was like part of the instructions. And she came out as a bit, what? <laughs> and now I'm used to her. She's just, she's just a person. Like they yanked her out. She's, she is uh, 11 pounds. They yanked her mm. out. And I was like, there's the culprit. There's the person that'll be making my partner <laughs> big and tired. <laughs> she's there. Get her. Yeah. And I went to her. And then she was shivering and crying with her cleaning her. And I was like, oh, I love this person. She's mine. I'm going to take care yeah. of you for the rest of my life. So yes, adorable. Uh, and on that very sweet note, we're going to have to end this episode of the WrestleTalk podcast. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Really do appreciate it. We'll be back with more content soon. It's Double or Nothing tomorrow. So live reactions on the WrestleTalk podcast channel. We've got Heather Nacelle next week as well. Ah, oh, man, so much content coming your way. Uh, so stay tuned for more. Thank you so much for listening. Stay safe. We love you very much. Goodbye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.